It's Insights with Latrice. Sunday. Let me just tell you, I'm just going to keep it really, really real. We was having some technical difficulties and I was just like, listen, it can't be that hard. But I was doing nothing. I was doing absolutely nothing. I was just sitting here looking at all my tech people doing what they do. But anyway, happy Sunday to you. Hope all is well. Hope you're having a great Sunday. It's Sunday evening. I know you're preparing for the week. And so we're going to jump right into it because we have a good topic. But before we do, I want to make sure you are, you know, listening to me on the podcast, whatever your preferred um platform is whether it's i guess there's um itunes there is spotify google apple all those i need you to download um my podcast insights with latrice and tell your friend as well tell your friends as well to download insights with latrice um because it's going down so let's just say this we're getting ready to talk real good about some things. I'm sorry. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm making sure we got everything squared away. Okay. We're going to talk about a real adult subject matter. So if you have your kiddos around, you know, they usually can listen to me. But today, <laughs> listen, might not be the day because they might learn some things they may not need to learn for a few more years. But um, we're going to get into it. Um, one, I have an amazing guest and I'm going to let her introduce herself. But uh, the reason why I want her on, because you know what? We talk, girls talk. We, as much as we act like we don't, we be talking and we be chatting. And so we be um, talking. I said, we be, let, let me talk like I have some sense. We're always talking because she is an educator. We're always talking um, very um, intellectual. No, not really. She's from St. Louis. She is good, <laughs> but you would never know it. You would never know it. Um, she is an educator. She's making a big difference in um, Kansas City and around. Um, she is touching lives, especially the youth. That's her heart. And I actually met her when she was a youth. Pretty much, she was in college, like really young, and um, I'm just so happy and humble that she would come on to um, chat it up, talk it up with me about this topic. And so, without further ado, Yolanda Walden. Hey, yo. Hey. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good, good. Well, welcome to Insights with Latrice, where we talk real life, real you, real good. We're getting ready to talk real good about it. Okay. We're okay. not holding anything back. We're going to, we're going to be there. So, Hey, Lynn. Hey, Susie. Um, so let's talk about it. So first of all, I want to introduce you. Who are you? What, what do you do here in Kansas city? 
Uh, well, kind of as you shared, I am an educator, have been in the field of education for about 20 years. I love working with youth, making an impact and helping them realize their dreams after high school and how to push them to those realizations, those goals. Yes. And I love it. You definitely help my children and you, you know, keep them and on the straight and narrow and you, you're part of my village. And so I appreciate you. I think we all need a village and I'm part of your village yes. with your babies as well. And um, so it's definitely a privilege to have you here. And I want to really talk. I want to be very candid. I know you are a single mom. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to even delve into that a little bit because I was single at one time with two kids and you know, a lot of times when I talk, I have topics, it's because things that I've either dealt with, talked about, or I've had discussions with my girls, you know, before COVID, we would go get our hair done and we would have these real live, real come to Jesus meetings um, about topics that sometimes are considered taboo. And this is another one, sexless marriage. And yes, you're not married yet. But I know from another side of it, from a single standpoint, some of the things that what I used to say is, why am I involved in your marriage? You know, and so we're really going to tap into that because I've had that experience myself. And so um, so first, um, let's just talk and you can give insight. You can, you know, because it's not. um I don't think you have to be married to kind of know some things, but we observe some things, right? We so do. when we're before we get married, we, you know, we trying to catch them, right? We we have our hair did, as we could say, <laughs> you know, uh, we're doing all the right things to catch them. But my question is always, what do we do to keep them? And not just a one-sided thing. What are men doing to keep us? But because it's girl time and girl chat, we're going to really focus on the woman's perspective of things. Okay. Um, but let me just say this before people start texting me, emailing me, inboxing me. One, I'm not judging anyone. I'm just giving a basis of conversation that I've had with friends, family, husband. And this is my lane. This is what I feel, right? So I'm not here to argue with anyone, but I do, I do um, embrace any type of perspective because you don't have to agree or you can give me a different perspective. Some of what I say is based on my experience as well, but I also know my experience is going to be biased to what I've experienced. And that doesn't mean the general public has experienced it. And so that that is another reason why I wanted you on from a single standpoint. But I know that, again, being married and, and I have been guilty when we because um, in November, it'll be 18 years for Olivier and I and. I remember at the beginning, you know, I was, you know, doing what I do, right? And then somewhere around that 20th child of mine, no, I'm sorry, the third child of mine, you start shifting, right? Everything is about the kids, or we tend to do that a lot, women, wives, not everyone. Again, here's, here's my experience. We tend to 
um, start focusing more on the um, children. And then that's less time for you. That's less time for the things you want to do or used to do with your spouse. And before you know it, you haven't had sex in five days. To me, so let me, let me do a disclaimer. I may have definitely put the girls at one point between Olivia and I in terms of that was my focus, but I always had sex. <laughs> I, I did always have sex, but let's just be real. That doesn't happen for everyone. And so a lot of times, you know, or I've been in conversations with women where they say it's a chore. You know, I'm just doing it because he wants it. So, of course, the therapist in me is like, why is it a chore? When did it become when did sex become a chore? Because to me, sex is equal. Both parties really need to be satisfied. Right. It's not a one sided. So then as I began to um, um, talk and ask questions, it was always a conversation of the wife saying, well, I do this to make him happy because and, and let me hear what you have to say about this. I think we as a society, you know, we let the man, you know, sow his oats or whatever they call it. And, you know, you're a man if you, you know, smashing a couple of women. But, you know, for a woman, this is just your duty. They don't teach us how to know our bodies, how to experience the satisfaction, the pleasure that I believe God provided in sex between, you know, a marriage personally. So a lot of times, instead of us thinking, oh, let me get mine, let me be satisfied, let me come intimate and as one with my husband, they think, oh, this is just something I'm supposed to do as a wife. And I really think that's sad because it's not a chore. It's really a gift between a husband and wife, um, in my perspective. Do you have anything to say on that? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, too, a lot of times in the church, sex is viewed, especially among women, as taboo, a taboo topic, a taboo discussion. And yes, men are allowed this in general in society to be free to explore, especially yeah. before they get married, like just, yeah, you know, like you said, go out, go out and sow your seeds and yeah, experience life. And then if a woman does it, it's very, we're put up on shame. Yeah. Um, we're called we're down up on, yes. mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And we're just, we're, I mean, we're belittled mm -hmm. and I remember um, in the Bible, I don't quote me. I don't know what scripture, but where that woman was caught with other men and she felt so shamed, but they really, you know, the, the other men were just as equally guilty as her, Absolutely. right? But they wanted to stone her and they told Jesus about her, not the other men. It takes two to have sex. You know, so all the way back from the Bible days. 
So Lynn says, well, that's when communication comes in. And I agree. You do need to communicate. But we weren't taught as women to communicate because I'm going to tell you, Yolanda, I grew up in a Baptist traditional church where this is what I was told about sex. Keep your dress down. Absolutely. And that was and it. That was that it. Was it. What the heck? So you know me. Let me throw my dress up. <laughs> I'm throwing my dress up just because you told me not, to, you know, to keep my dress down. What does that have to do with sex? So I wasn't taught what sex was, the the understanding of it. So of course I went into it very young and very foolish. Made a lot of mistakes. Um, and unfortunately, it cost me some stuff, right? Um, you know, uh, uh, a pregnancy, you know, I mean, just so many different things, right? But um, so at, so I understand why women, especially in the church, you know, have that issue or that taboo, right? That they're not supposed to be as sexually in tune as men. Right. And I think that's false. I disagree 100 completely, period. Because my thing is, if you enjoying it, and you're getting pleasure, listen, <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, that's all I'm saying. So I think sometimes because we weren't taught to embrace our sexuality, embrace ourselves as women and 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 be okay with being, you know, sexual beings to our husbands, right? Mm -hmm. I also think there's another side too that we have to deal with with trauma. You know, maybe you were molested, you were raped or something, and and I say this all the time, we have to deal with our trauma. We can sweep it under the rug, but it's still in that room. Mm -hmm. The rug is just covering it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I think that it is very important that um, we definitely deal with those those issues. Right. That can alter any relationship. Right. And so in marriage, sometimes the man has to pay for it because he doesn't understand why his wife doesn't respond to him. And enjoy it and it's because she can't get past you know the trauma and mm -hmm. so that's when we need maybe to get some assistance and what's interesting about this topic my girlfriend from back in the day like my best friend from childhood jeremy uh or jeremy jermaine i don't know why i said that oh she's on here um hey jerry i call her jerry so when i so i was Okay, so anyway, her name's Jerry. I call her Jerry. She was the one that brought the topic up because she's been married a thousand years too. So I think we want to talk about it, but I think some people are afraid to talk about it. Don't you agree? I and, agree. Yeah. And it's also part, I think, deals with the environment you grew up in. If it was okay. very taboo between your parents to talk about yeah. it, especially you know, coming from my generation, 
you know, your parents had this certain role and there was no, you didn't talk about sex. They, yeah. they may be, they may kiss each other, but that was maybe the most intimacy you may see between them. And those things also impact you as you become adults and, and start exploring your own self as a sexual being. Okay. Let's talk about that real quick. So the lack of seeing affection, you know, I listened to B Bishop Jakes one day saying they need to see you slap her butt. They need to see you kissing and, you know, grabbing a couple of things. I mean, obviously appropriately, but they need to see that because it affects us. Yes. As does. adults. And okay. how you interact with the opposite sex. Yeah. Okay. And that's, and kind of goes back to what you said earlier. It's taboo in the church to even talk about opposite sex relationships or interaction, whether it's sexual or non-sexual. And so just learning how, I think somebody in the comment had mentioned about communication, but all that stems from learning how to engage and interact with each other, whether it is in an intimate setting or non-intimate setting. I have the church a can't be afraid to say, talk about it though. Okay. So I have a question for my Christian sisters. I have found in some, not everyone, again, I'm not generalizing everyone. Sometimes you want to be what is considered so Christian like that you almost are awkwardly social. <laughs> and we're gonna just leave it there yeah that's a whole that's a whole nother episode that's a whole nother talk <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to that let's get back to this but it's I, I you know i've seen it i've watched it i've talked to those singles who really become awkward socially and you're a grown woman and scared to talk to a man. But before you, you know, gave your life to Christ, you was normal and talking. To, okay, never mind. Okay. It goes back to what is being, what are you being exposed to in the church? Okay. If so is it just the church? Do, can we blame just the church or is there other factors? I can't say we could just blame all the church, but I think a lot of times in re when people get religious, they feel like, oh, I can't do certain things or I can't operate in certain ways because I'm not going to be viewed as a Christian anymore. I'm not going to be viewed as saved anymore. Okay. So when I say the church, I don't necessarily mean a building. I just mean, I mean more so the religion aspect of the religious part of it. Okay. Yes. And I, I want to touch on that because you said, you know, a lot of times when we are a Christian, um, we don't talk about it. We don't um, explore or admit. Right. And if you do, then, oh, you're a hoe or whatever. And I am not quiet about my sexuality. Now, I'm very appropriate. Right. But everyone knows I love Olivier Chikaya Kabuya. Everybody knows, listen, don't play games with me on that. Do you understand? But wouldn't that be better to be that way than not wanting him to even touch me? Yes. And I said that also sends messages to the singles too. Because singles watch. We, I mean, I'm a 
Well, I'm going to speak for myself. As a single, I watch married couples, whether they're okay. in the church, out of the church, no matter where they fellowship at, I just watch. And, and what are you watching, Yolanda? I'm watching for how they interact with each other, how they talk to each other. But we have even a first face on, right? That's true. That is true. Okay. That is Come true. On. That is true. But that also tells me something too. Like I'm looking like, because I watch some 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 people interact when they're in church settings and outside of church settings. And I've seen some couples that act the same, whether they're in church settings and out of the church settings. So it it really helps as a single be like, okay, I like that. Mm-mm, I don't like that. Like, okay. this is what I aspire to have in my marriage. They can keep that. If that works for them, then that, that works for them. But that's something I just don't desire. So it just helps us as singles also to, because as I know me personally, I watch and I observe and I'm, okay. I'm looking at interaction and is marriage really cracked up to be what they say it is. Mm, okay. So you've watched us outside, inside, and around. You watched us while we was trying to get this podcast on. (laughs) And tell me what you observe. No, I do like the way, though, that y'all interact with each other, even when y'all may not necessarily see eye to eye on a situation at that moment. The way y'all still communicate with each other is still like... um, like you could still to like maybe I don't agree with what you're saying, but I'm listening. Like I noticed with you, like you're you're still gonna listen to what um Kabuya has. You're you're still like, okay, let me let me reflect. Like, and so I do like that, but you still but he also still allows you to have voice. And so that is important to me as a single. Like I need to make sure I have okay. voice in a relationship and, and in my marriage. And so I watch to see how does how do they interact with each other. And so the way I Y'all vibe with each other. I see how y'all vibe and flow. Okay. Okay. Well, and and I appreciate that because you've seen us when we have disagreed. You've seen us when we have some very strong conversations between the two of us because we are very strong people and we don't always agree on everything, right? Right. um, And we're kind of getting off topic, but that's okay. I don't mind how this is flowing. So when you're looking and, and observing, so you see those couples who are faking it. You can't tell. You could tell. You identify. Here's mm-hmm. another thing. Let's just throw, let's just go into this. And I am going to talk, go back to um, sex and all of that. But the one thing I experience as a single is women married women being really mean to me because of their insecurity or their issues in their relationship with their husband. Mm-hmm. Have you experienced that? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Let's talk about that because so I went from married, single, married and married until Jesus comes. Right. Mm-hmm. And I can remember being single with kids. First of all, I don't want your man. That's gross. Right. That that's right. gross, right? right. I, I want my own. I'm right? I'm selfish in that area. So yes. So totally want my own. But right. these women would have issue. Like if I spoke to both of them, because I made sure. Just the hatred, just the evilness, and what I've come to discover is that 
it don't have nothing to do with me for real, for real. It's your issue mm -hmm. in your marriage. Absolutely. How do you combat that? How do you deal with that? Because I know it I it would just irk me. I just stopped speaking to men because it was just like, forget it. I don't want yeah. your nasty, ugly, short man. Yeah. So that's kind of what I did. I just like, I won't speak until she felt comfortable enough for me to speak to her husband or whatever. But I think it goes back to your topic and that it may be out of order for me as a single to say, but I'm like, if you are sexing your man right and good at home as his wife and taking care of him and his needs, then you're not going to be insecure. That's because I say hello to him. Can I just drop everything? Let, let's talk about it. Let's go real deep. I was trying to be nice, but here's the deal. Marriages go through challenges, right? You have your highs and your lows. Wives, if I could just say this to you, don't be mad at her because she's cute and sexy walking by your man. She ain't paying him no attention because he she because he ain't got no money, first of all. <laughs> I just plan. I just plan. But no, for real, for real. Just because a woman speaks doesn't mean she wants your man. And I would have to suggest figure out what that is that makes you uncomfortable when a sexy woman walks by your husband and you freak out mm -hmm. check him or check yourself mm -hmm. right now don't get me wrong there are some hoes right right that are skeezers we understand right. those but we're, we're not talking about that we're really talking about wholeness in your marriage having sex making sure that you and your husband are priority then the children right having sexual relationships all the time not sometimes and when you come together you really come <laughs> together <laughs> even the wife <laughs> and that's something we don't talk about either we always talk about the man getting his and getting a release but a woman needs to let me tell you how I know I am not no doctor, but I have talked to my doctor and it is important. It is healthy for a woman to release just like a man. When that man's cranky because he needs to release, the woman is that same way. And if that woman is not releasing in an interaction with her husband, then it's time to figure out what the problem is because that's not normal. But again, unless we talk about it, we'll just keep doing the same thing. So right now it's really loaded because we're still talking about the singles that feel like they can't even speak to your husband. But then we're over here talking about wives not really tapping into their sexuality and even understanding it and not being satisfied and feeling like it's a chore. Um, I was with a group of women and we were chatting it up. I promise you, I am not making this up. I am not making this up. One of the women in the group said to me, I don't like sex. 
it's a chore. Her words were, it's a chore. So I said, why is it a chore? Because he wants it. So then I did say, is he smashing you good enough? And she says, I don't know. I don't really enjoy sex. So then I said, let's talk about your history. Were you violated? Were you told sex was nasty? And she was like, no. And so we ended it with, you two need to go to sex therapy. We don't talk about that. Okay, hold on. We got some comments. So Dorcas says, amen, unless the man has internal issues, then whether you speak to them or not, or wait until she wants you to speak, it's still not going to matter because it's an individual internal issue here, or it's a joint issue internally in their marriage. She says, I watch for all signs, whether fake or real. Yes, I take many notes and have, have never been married. Also, true into, trying to see the married women has that I need, have what I need. I think that's what she's saying. Tara says, but we can see through the church face. <laughs> um, women are judged more harshly than men. Yes, I totally agree with that. Mignon says, oh, it's not being done right. Mignon, get, off, get off, Mignon. Just, I, I can't do you. Um, and I think her name's Finn. And forgive me if I'm not saying it right. Fine, Finn. I remember her at a, a wedding. I'm loving the topic. Thank you. Thank you. We don't talk about it enough. Here's the thing. We do not talk enough about sex, um, especially in the marriage setting, right? Because I also had someone tell me before they got married, they were smashing. After they got married, she felt guilty. Mm. From, But I said, how does that work? She said, I don't know. I just feel guilty now. I said, but, and she's a Christian, so she does believe in waiting to have sex, but she didn't. I said, I said, that's nothing but a trick from the enemy, you know, to now, because if he can get you to stop having sex with your husband, then that opens a door, not justifying actions, but it will, you know, lead him sometimes, depending on his character, astray. So um, we're not even getting close to any of my topics that. Um... OK, let's talk about this. I'm sorry, we're not completing any of it, but you know what? I'm trying to hit as many top any as many points as I can. Let's talk about dressing sexy. What does that mean to you? Dressing sexy to me is more about a persona or aura that you put off. Okay. It ain't always necessarily about what you have on because you can wear jeans and a t-shirt and be sexy. Okay. I just think it has to do with your confidence and the aura that you put out. Okay. Is what makes was makes dressing sexy. Um, now I ain't saying you so you were you know from your head to your toe covered up down to the floor and yeah. like oh yeah. but I don't necessarily I don't have a necessarily and I, but I do think sometimes you as a as a single though and I think this also applies when you're married find out what is your your um I guess what you would call your accent points 
of your body uh -huh. and then highlight those in a way that necessarily not are revealing, but maybe draw more attention to those to make you look more flattering. That's good. Okay. So let me tell you, since you did it all sweet, listen, sexy is a beautiful thing. Sexy is just confidence in whatever you wear, because y'all know I'm a t-shirt and sweats girl, but guess what? I still can pull them if I need to. I, let me tell you, Mr. Kabuya still be on me with a t-shirt and sweats. However, there are times where I may show a little skin or whatever the case or my tight jeans, but I'm going to tell you, I used to get called out telling me I was too sexy. But I don't have my titties out and my booty out. Now, I'm, I do wear form-fitting clothes, and I don't feel no kind of way about it. And you'll never tell me anything about it. But I had to check a couple of people because, you know, I wear jeans, right? Well, I could wear a muumuu -moo dress, and my booty's just going to show because it's just big. And I've, I'm fine with it. I, I love me. And there's been times where I've been told, oh, cover it up. What? Cover what up? Mm -hmm. Whose booty is this? This is mine. This is mine. Yours is over there. Cover yours up. Leave mine alone. Right? And it, it just gets on my nerves. But again, I think it's an insecurity that people have and a judgment that people have. You know, I can wear slacks and you're going to see my butt. I can wear a dress. You're going to see my butt. I can wear whatever and you're going to see my butt. Now I dress, um, I dress nice. I, you know, I mean, when I'm on TV, I dress very businesslike. Yes, still can see my butt. Okay. Yeah. And so what I have come to realize in my situation, those were some insecure women. And so it took me back to when I was single and the women would be mean to me because, you know, maybe their husband did say, oh, you know, she's nice looking or she's pretty or she has a nice dress on. Wives have to heal. Wives have to get it together, you know, because Olivier will pay a compliment to someone in a minute and it doesn't do a thing to me. It doesn't phase me. Um, and there's times I'll be like, oh, Olivia, isn't she pretty? Just because I'm married, we still can see. We ain't Stevie Wonder. Listen, <laughs> that, that's not our story. That's not our story. You know what I'm saying? And so it goes back to the sex, sexless marriage. It goes back to what's priority in your marriage. Your kids can't be priority in your marriage. Your kids can't sleep with you in the bed. Wives, hello, anyone? Keisha, Jerry, Mignon, who else we got? Mom Donna, who else we got? They, they it, it, you just can't. You have to make sure you do things on purpose with your husband because sex is part of marriage. Sex is part is is part of the glue. There's other factors, but you can't get around not having sex. I mean, you can, and you're going to see the result of that. 
your priority should be constantly coming together with your husband or your wife. It is a must and it's a need. It is something God created for the marriage. So if he created it for the marriage, it's something that he's saying we need. So that means you have to walk this out. You have to heal where, where you need to heal. Um, <laughs> Keisha said, amen, get out children. Jerry said, big time. Mom, Donna said, it's time for everything. Yes, because here's the thing. There, there are some things that are going to hinder your marriage if you're not having sex. Not only, we always look again at the man. Oh, we got to keep him satisfied. No, honey, women are leaving the marriages now. It's not just men anymore men women are walking away from their families now and so you want to make sure you're satisfied it is it should be important to you that you are sexually satisfied you it is important it should be important to you that you're mentally satisfied emotionally satisfied it should be just as important to you as it is to your husband bottom line and so there shouldn't be sexless marriage. There should be no sex, sexless marriage. And if there is, go get help. Go to a sex therapist. There are Christian sex therapists. Go read books together. Figure it out. Go get healed. I go back to mental health. You know, that's one of my areas. Figure out why sex is gross to you or why you don't like it or why you can go without it for days upon days, because I'm telling you, that's not normal. That's not normal. Okay, so Mignon said, my babies be in the bed sometimes because he works overnight, but we make time. Absolutely. Olivier says, tell the truth. It took you forever to get the kids out of the bed. Absolutely it did. But we didn't, listen, we, we went to the other rooms to, to tear it up, to smash. What? Oh, I'm telling you, there's, I have issues, but that area, I don't, <laughs> I can speak like an expert. I could do a TED talk on sex. Um, Keisha, come on, tell the truth. It goes back ways. Please talk about the other way around. So, so anyway, going, so with that, I think Keisha's talking about really making sure that the husband and wife are conversating that they're talking this thing through um that it because it's not one that can be swept under the rug no more is it taboo it's it's destroying marriages it is killing marriages it is causing generational curses and so it is so important that we as husband and wife are whole enough to deal with the issue in the area. Because I think if we would deal with it personally and then collectively as a husband and wife, then a lot of these issues that our single sisters and brothers have won't have it. Because um, Aisha, what's her name? Her husband's a basketball player. And the only reason why I know, because they had her blasting because Apparently she had a baby and she made a comment that someone else shouldn't have been wearing 
something. And then next thing you know, once she lost weight, she was wearing something similar. Well, all that was, was an insecurity. All that was, was I, I want to look like that, but I can't yet. So I'm just going to bring you down. And we're good for doing that to each other as women. And so wives, if you're out there listening, I'm just going to encourage you to really figure out what it is, what, what is happening internally? What are, what's that turmoil that makes you always want to put some other woman down, especially a single woman or why you feel so insecure about um, another woman talking to your husband? I'm talking about in boundaries appropriately, you know, get healing, figure it out, go get therapy, call me. I can send you to some um, therapists because um, right now I'm in training, so I can't I can't do it yet. But give me time. Give me a year and a half. But even um, and then have sex, have a lot of sex, have a whole bunch of good sex, not just sex, have enjoyable sex, have orgasms. Yeah, that's what we need to do. Um. Selena says, as you age, it seems less important to us for some reason. Body changes. I'm going to tell you something, Selena. I'm glad you said that. Before I close, um, the reason. Okay, so I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to be honest. Olivier, I love you. I So I go to the doctor. I go to several doctors a year because I'm getting older and I'm 48. I'm not old, but I'm 48. So I just make sure everything's right, functioning. You know, I'm going into menopause early for some reason, which I'm fine. I'm totally, I embrace it. No big deal. Well, my doctor checks everything, right? Um, she, and I have several doctors, but this one particular doctor checks everything and she checks my libido. And so every year she's like, okay, it's high, like a 20 year old. Okay. Okay. So her and I start co communicating because I'm always talking on this subject because it's important to me. <laughs> and so I said, what happens if, which I pray in Jesus name, it doesn't, but if my body starts, you know, um, hormonally starts changing right and maybe the desire because it happens because things start going awry she said all you have to do is depending on what the situation take a pill you don't have to stay on long but balance yourself out so my point is there doesn't have to be an excuse why you don't want sex you can be 80 and still smashing each other maybe not as long and not as hard but you still can be smashing each other. And that's what Olivia and I confess all the time, right? I'm telling you, just like, what does the word say? And you know, your soul prosper, everything prospers in your life, right? Right? This is prospering. This. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Okay, so, so, to your point, Salida, um, yes, bodies do change. That's why it's so important to go to the doctor, figure out what it is so that that doesn't change. Your body can change, but your sex life should not change. 
Mignon says, sometimes it isn't even single women. Some of these married women are mean to married women. Some of these married women, Mignon, you've said a word. You've said a word. I can speak on that as well. You have said a word. Let me tell you something. I, again, I have gone through that as well, where married women, for whatever reason, it just goes back to that individual and what's going on in that individual's life or in that couple's life, whether it's turmoil, whether it's insecurity, there's healing that needs to take place. And yes, when people are mean, there's a reason. You're not born mean. It is not a, it is not natural. So something has taken place and taken root and has taken up space in your life. So you have to deal with it. You have to handle it. You have to heal. But first, you got to admit it and be honest. You have to be. I, I'm not going to lie. You heard me say it in the beginning. You heard me talk about how I at first with I at first had the kids first. I mean, I was still having sex a lot, but other than that, I would go and put the kids first and that wasn't right. I had to get them out the bed. They wasn't stopping sex because we would just go in the living room, dining room, everywhere else. But right. So again, she, Salita said, I need that pill. Here's the thing. There's nothing you have to be ashamed of. Women, don't be ashamed of your hurt, your turmoil. Just get healed. Go, okay, Dorcas says mostly internal issues, but sometimes women are disrespectful in many ways. Yes, it still stems from issues, insecurity, jealousy. Jealousy is one of the worst, to me, emotions that you can have. It's such a wasted emotion because you're basically telling God he's limited. You know, if yo get something and i want it and i'm desiring it and i get jealous of her i'm literally saying god you gave it to her so i'm probably not going to get it because you're a limited god that's that's really what it is right you know i'm going back you know to tv um probably after my masters i put it on hold but if so if yo gets a talk show tomorrow I'm going to be on that talk show and I'm going to be cheering her on and I'm going to be doing because my guy's not limited. Right. If you got a talk show, you get a talk show and you get a talk show and you get a talk show and I get a talk show. So I don't I, I don't trip like that. But going back to Salita, yes, get a pill, baby. I can talk to you about that. Jerry said, preach. Jerry, this is your topic. Um. Keisha said, haha, I have to agree with checking the hormones. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. I think that's it. Because we've been on here long. We've been on here long. We didn't even get to half of what I wanted to get to. But this you know, have to have a part two. That's all. Is that what? Okay. If you guys want a part two, put part two in the comments. If y'all think we should do a part two and because I didn't get to half of what I want to get to put a part two, if you think I should do a part two and I'll do a part two, not a problem. I'll do it. 
I'm not scared because we need to talk about this more because we need healing in our marriages. We need healing in our relationships. We need healing among sisters, you know, among friends. You know, I should not feel nervous or insecure when Yolanda comes around. And Yolanda is sexy, beautiful, smart, and everything. And I shouldn't feel a certain type of way, you know, because she is that. You know, um, uh oh, am I getting part twos? What? <laughs> okay, we're gonna get some part twos. Okay, so in the part twos, I need you guys, if you don't want to do it publicly, message me, um, put it in messengers. What questions do you want me to answer? What do you want to talk? Because look. I got a whole thing of notes that I was going to talk about. And um, we got to two. We got to two. We got to two. Yeah, we got to two. But I just think it's so important. But, you know, self-esteem, loving yourself, healing, um, mental health, understanding what mental health is versus mental illness, you know, um, all of that's important to me because it affects everything else. It affects relationships, you and I. It affects, it affects my husband and I. It affects our sex life. It affects my relationship with my children. All those things are so important. And so we definitely um, have to talk about it. And so let me just close with this. Um, my insight is this. <sighs> Have sex. Your marriage, you should have sex all the time. You should not go um, account. Was it a counselor or a therapist told me? Do not go past three days without coming together with your partner. Seventy two hours. That's seventy two hours, right? Don't let it go past seventy two hours. There's something about when a husband and wife come together um, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. It's very important. Um, and if that's not what's happening or if the if there's things out of order, like the, the kids are priority, um, then then you guys need to figure out what's what's going on. Don't be afraid to go to a therapist. God gives dentists, doctors, surgeons, and he gives therapists, counselors. Um, but heal. You know, I don't want to hear I'm living my best life and you're miserable on the inside. Are you loving yourself? Do you truly love yourself? Are you living a life of freedom and healing? You know, I'm evolving every day, right? From hurt, trauma, and all those other things. And we'll get into that in other um, episodes. But, but really, you owe it to yourself to live your best life. And living your best life is loving yourself from the inside out. 
it's dealing with those issues that you don't want to deal with that happen at five years old and 11 years old and 22 years old. It's really handling those issues and, and getting that help that you need so that you can be all that God's called you to be and your marriage can be all that God's called it to be. Don't give up on your marriage, right? You two are together for a reason, for a purpose. You don't have to be alike. It's probably best, you know, because you can balance each other out. Olivia and I are so polar opposites. It's ridiculous. But I tell you, our differences is what makes us so powerful as a couple. And we had some brokenness on in, the, in both of us. And we've gone to therapy separately and together. And it makes a world of a difference. And we do things on purpose um, to continue to heal, continue to find things that sometimes are laid dormant um, in your life. And but you don't know why you act a certain way. Well, that's because it's been laying dormant. And so um, find that out. Figure out who you are. Learn you. And that'll make you a very good partner. When you really learn who you are and understand, you don't have to be perfect. I'm not perfect. Listen, don't tell nobody. Don't tell Olivia. I cuss a little bit, but don't tell nobody. But, you know, but he loves me unconditionally. And um, and we're making this work happily. We're happy. I don't want to be married for 59 years to brag and say it's 59 years and we're not smashing each other at 80 years old or whatever. And um, and so make sure you're you're doing it. You're taking care of you. And I'm going to let that. I'm, that's a, that's all we're going to. There's a part two. I've gotten enough part twos. We're going to do a part two. So next Sunday, join me, please. Please let me know if there's something in the sex topic that you want to talk about. I have no qualms in talking about sex. Um, um, yeah, yeah, it's necessary in a marriage. Like you're never going to convince me otherwise. Another thing I want to talk about just really quick. I know life is hard and and I get <clears throat> all the time, even now, you know, what is it that you believe in, Latrice? What is it that um, you're still happy in the midst of the racial unjust and, and, and COVID and, and all these things that are going on? I'm going to tell you, I am a Christian. I believe in the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I am what... I have received him as my savior. And so um, if you want to, if you want some of this joy, um, text me, call me, message me. I will lead you into the sinner's prayer because listen, there ain't nothing like Jesus. <sighs> Cough, no. Salvation, Jesus. Sex. Coffee. Oh, you can't see my hands and therapy. Those four things will let you live your best life. <laughs> Sex in a marriage setting. Let me just, but receive Jesus. I'm going to tell y'all that. And you'll hear me say that often because people are killing themselves. 
People are dying. People are sad. People are depressed. And yes, you need therapy and you need all them things, but you need Jesus. I'm telling you, yes. And we can talk about it. Not a problem. But um, yeah, you. that's what makes me happy. That's why you see the joy. That's why you see me be so honest with my um, very challenging life, but I've come through it because of Jesus. And so if you want to receive Jesus, all you have to do is say, Jesus, come into my heart. I receive you as my savior. I love you. And I live for you. Amen. Simple as that. Something as simple as that. Um, and I can help you walk through that journey. Um, it's not easy and you don't have to be perfect. That's why I cuss a little bit, but I don't mean to, I don't mean to, I don't mean to. It just happens sometimes. It just happens. So anyway, all right, guys, part two next week. Let me know what you, if you have any things that you want me to specifically talk about. Otherwise, wait a minute, I, two, maybe three, if I need completion of the package of four. <laughs> okay, you need more than a part two. Touch the subject of Christian singles not knowing how to relate relate to the opposite sex. Are we about to That's do a a three and four? Okay, we'll see how it goes. Yolanda, thank you so much for being a part of it. Um, I appreciate your wisdom, your insight. Um, I, I honestly, you know, a lot of times we discount singles like they don't have a voice and you do. You, you definitely have a voice. And so I appreciate you using your voice today um, and and giving some great points and some great wisdom. And y'all, she's single. So listen, man. Hey, anyone know, got a cousin named Pookie? Uh, <laughs> listen, this one right here, this one. You got a, a cousin named Darius. <laughs> she's a good woman. She's an amazing woman and um, you can follow her on Facebook or social or on Instagram. She got a good job. She got all her teeth. And so, and she cute and she got a big booty. All right. Until next time where real life, real you, we talk real good. I love you. God bless. Thanks for joining us this week on Insights with Latrice, where we talk about real life, real you, real good. Make sure to subscribe to the show in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you find value in the show, we'd appreciate if you simply tell a friend about the show. For more information on how to be a guest or to book Latrice, visit us at www.latricekabuya.com. Be sure to tune in next Sunday as we stream live on Facebook for our next episode.